Welcome to Who the Fuck is Delia, uncovering the plight of the creative who might not just yet be headlining Wembley, winning Oscars or making it onto the front cover of Forbes magazine. This week's episode is with Chris Weston of Sappho Music Group, but I'm here at the top of the episode to tell you guys that we've got a show in the Cabinet in Liverpool on the 19th of March in association with BBC Introducing Merseyside. The tickets are free, so if you want to come down, just hit us up on our social media or on dailymusic at gmail.com to get your hands on some. Uh, These events are always great, guys, so make sure you come down and check it out. Anyway, enjoy the episode. Chris is a really good listen, and it was really good to get him involved in the project. So I think you're going to enjoy this episode, and we will see you next week. All right, um, Shell, do you want to kick this one off? (laughs) No. It's a good start. Okay, hello and welcome to episode six of Who the Fuck is Delia? I'm joined by lead singer Michelle Harris. Yo. And we are missing two other members of the band today. George One of them's Coleman. got car problems. Well, we all know that is if you've listened to the previous episodes. Um, <laughs> and uh, we're joined by my boss. <laughs> essentially. <laughs> I, I can't tell you that. I can't be a boss. You're not a boss. <laughs> no, I'm really not. Well, we're joined by Mr. Chris Weston. Am I, am I pronouncing that right? You are. Chris? Chris, yeah, yeah. that's perfect, yeah. Right. Christ, whatever you like. Right, okay. <laughs> whatever you feel is appropriate. Um, co-director of the Sappho Music Group. Uh-huh. Or are we are we getting rid of the the, and is it just Sappho Music it's Group? It's Sappho Music Group. Okay. Um, producer? Extraordinaire. Producer extraordinaire, yeah. sorry. Full yeah. title. <laughs> um, Please. And vocalist. Well, oh, vocalist. What, have you not heard me sing? I don't think so. Oh, you're missing something special. <laughs> really? <laughs> yeah, big time. Big I feel time. like maybe, I've, I feel like this conversation's come up. And again, I had the same reaction of being like, really? Well, I didn't even know why I'm at the podcast and it seems to apparently be about you. So, <laughs> you know, we're, we're on equal ground. Here, <laughs> you're going to learn a lot. You're going to learn a lot. You are. All right. Yeah, um, well, thanks for letting us record here. It's all right. At Sappho. Yeah. Um, recently... Recently rebranded. It has Sappho. been rebranded. Yeah. Do you want to do you want to talk us through the rebrand? Oh, what's going on there? Come on. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah. We cha- we've changed the name partly because we're branching out, and oddly, I'm sure you know, we're looking to a place in Liverpool, which is, I believe, your neck of the woods, yes. Michelle. Indeed. So yeah, been up there looking at places at the minute, um, struggling, but I think I found the best place ever. Yeah, right. on Duke Street. Potentially right? on Duke Street. Yeah. Yeah. Sick. So anyone who's well, we probably have a few listeners in Liverpool, right? Yeah. yeah. So anyone listening to that, keep your eye out for Sappho. Come to me. Yeah, Chris Weston. <laughs> to We're going to put all the links to um, social media and everything in the, oh, in the show notes for you. That's um, decent. But yeah, so you're co-director of Sappho. Yeah. Along with... Lawrence Hobbs. And Alex Robson. Look at this. It's, it's like, like we rehearsed that, wasn't it? We basically rehearsed that. I've rehearsed nothing. Yeah. Nothing. I don't even know any questions that's going to be asked, which is probably for the best. That's exciting. Yeah, I know, keep exciting. it you're, one, you're like a... You're a maverick, Chris. You What's know, that mean? You know, if we were to prep these questions for you it would lose all character well or i just wouldn't i, I wouldn't answer you, or you wouldn't have looked at them anyway i wouldn't, so. I wouldn't have looked at them anyway <laughs> i was one of these people that just i think if i ever had a speech for like a big nomination or something i don't think i'd ever write it would you no i've Sometimes I, supposed to wing i'd it. have a go i've done a couple of big speeches not for nominations but i did my mum's wedding as the as because i gave her away so like as father of the bride kind of thing you gave your mum away yeah you know, like you know, like the dad says every the, man, <laughs> and then <laughs> and then uh, and, I, and then I was best man at my dad's wedding, so I did two speeches, neither of which I prepared for. And how did they go? On the night, pretty well. But we watched <laughs> one of them back recently, 
It wasn't good. It was not good. It was for ages he was there and he was like, Oh, I did the best speech at my mum's wedding. It was just whoa, the best. Whoa, like when you're half so good. And then I was like, Oh, let's watch this little wedding video, you know, I've been hearing about this speech and it was the cringiest thing. When you're half cut, you think it goes yeah. ten times better than what I wasn't just half cut though, I was a half cut sixteen or seventeen year old. Full of full of confidence. Yeah. Testosterone. Full of yeah. Confidence. yeah. <laughs> I was like, oh God, this is awkward. Anyway, <laughs> whoa, let's not slack me off for an hour and a half. You brought it on. Yeah, um, you started it. I did, I did start it. So, um, Go on. Yeah, so you, Lawrence, and Alex, Alex started yeah. up. And uh, one thing that I like, I'm one of the producers that come mm-hmm. in and you are. Uh, work with your clients. Um, one thing that I really liked about, well, it wasn't Sappho when I joined, mm-hmm. but one thing I really liked about Sappho was the artist development thing. Mm-hmm. What if... So if people are listening, because this this whole podcast is for like creatives and people who are like under the radar. Okay. So they're not, um, you know, a lot of... Okay, just like that now. (laughs) Got it. (laughs) (laughs) It's making sense. (laughs) A lot of of interviews and podcasts with some people have already made it. Mm -hmm. And you don't hear about the people who are just doing their their thing. Well, I always think you don't hear about the people that haven't made it in an exceptional way because it's a boring story. Like you hear about people like Richard Branson, how they made it and how they did exceptional. I know he's not a musician, but you only ever hear about people that make it in such a way that it's worth writing a book to or worth. So all these other people that actually make it a hell of a lot easier, just go under the radar because there's no story to tell. Or if they have a light, maybe there, I mean, sometimes there is a story to tell, but it's just like people, because it's not got um, certain like, the elements of growing up on the street and yeah, yeah. or even just like having, having to suck a dog off to <laughs> <laughs> no you know what I mean or yeah like standard stuff so or or the fact that she's not got money like shit loads of money behind yeah. it to give yeah. it to, to be like we're going to put loads of marketing into mm-hmm. you so there's loads of people doing that stuff and I think what you're doing here is obviously you guys are smashing life here but it's mm. not exactly like you know no offence like but it's not Abbey Road no but, <laughs> no, no, no but I think it's it's really important for artists to know about this place and to know well, I just remember when I was growing up and literally I had the odd studio around the corner and you yeah. used to go and record a few covers and that would be it. And then with that, you then have to go out into the wide world of knowing, helping, you know, it, it was yeah, that yeah. difficult. Like there was yeah. no one around that could give you advice, help. Yeah. And the guy who ran that studio was like 65. Yeah, like, he, was, he was 65, <laughs> do you know him? Um, I think he ran every studio in the <laughs> yeah. small town. That- and he couldn't give a shit. He was on his phone. And, yeah. Well, it wasn't a mobile phone. What was it? I'm not that old. On his fax um, machine. Yeah, he was on his fax machine, typing up stuff. Yeah. And yeah, there was no help. So weirdly, I I sort of take for granted now a place like this, because I think for anybody that's kind of like up and coming mm-hmm. and just is like, right, well, I'm not a great songwriter. I'm not a great, or I'm not a great producer, or I'm not a great musician, or I don't have the contacts, you know, and everyone's got their own stories. I would say most of the people we meet are just looking to make contacts and they do have material. But mm. I think there are a lot of people, especially the younger people that are coming up that are amazing, that just don't have the material. Yeah. And yeah. I think obviously original songs is is everything. Um, you know, being able to write. You don't necessarily have to write, but you have to be around at least people that can help you with that. Yeah. And I think having that kind of infrastructure of where you can go to like a pleasant environment, t- environment or team or, or people like that and kind of, have that opportunity to have that backing and get working with great producers like, well, I was going to, point, I was going to point at you then, Alex, but um, <laughs> no, like Alex, yeah, like Alex and, uh, and, and have that help. And I think with that, meeting the right people, we kind of offer every month we do like a networking sort yeah. of thing um, where we get, well, actually there's seminars where we get, so this week we've got, um, I don't remember his name, but he's uh, A&R for Universal Music. Yes, mm. I remember seeing that. And he's coming, he's coming in this week. So all of our artists have access, private access to these kind of 
seminars yeah. and they get to take their numbers they get to show the music cool. and i would say after about six months of being with us because we do them once a month they should have six major contacts that they can then go boom 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 throw their music out to yeah. at least that's a start you know so that's i think cool. with stuff like that and i don't think people always turn up to them and i think they're missing a trick because you can't meet these people anywhere else yeah, yeah. you don't bump into them in the no street, you don't do bump you? into them no. and like so going back to what you were saying about when you when when you first started out, there was no help and there was no anything like that. So what then made you decide to be like, okay, I'm going to open my own business? Like, no offense, mm-hmm. but you don't seem like, like I don't seem like I give a shit. When I talk yeah. to you day to day, you don't seem like somebody who's like, I'm going to open a business tomorrow. No, I'm I'm, I'm awful. I am. Um, but no, but I didn't start there, did I? I started as a singer. Yeah. Right. So I started as a singer, um, okay. and I was doing my own thing. I was in the best boy band in the world. Um, <laughs> go on, who, no, go on, go on. You won't know. Go you on. won't find them. Go but on. I was, I was in a weird boy I band. Try. But then I, I sort of went around touring with them and everything like that. And I was yeah. lead singer and stuff like that. And then I got into this mad Essex boy band where we got put up in this mansion in Essex, wow. and gym memberships paid, dance shoot in our garden. It was crazy for a while. I was living the life. <laughs> but then the guy that was funding that went missing. Whoa, sorry, what? what? Went missing? Yeah, he went missing. Um, what? It's, it, it's such a long story. We went on the Trisha show and everything explaining the sure, story. Trisha, remember Trisha? Your we, life is full of this stuff. Because we were headlining at some big places. But, Trisha, folks. I well, know, yeah, that's it. <laughs> Claims the fame right what? there. It's not Oprah, but come on. <laughs> and uh, yeah, we, 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 I actually had this mad life for a while, but the guy, the guy, it was a multimillionaire guy funding it. Yeah. And how he got his money, he only ever had cash. So, no. yeah, he did. We were in Essex and he literally one day went missing, completely went missing. His passport was there. His car was left. Maybe he's been had off. Well, this is it. You know, <laughs> you still don't know. You still don't know. Where well, we do know now. Okay. So what happened was he went missing and he just left us in this house where the rent was paid for the next three months. Right. And then he never came back. So we we're just in this. And he had paid for all these mad gigs. Like Abbey Road, we were recording on Abbey Road like yeah. every other day. Okay. We were living the life. And then he went missing. And then we, we all just eventually, the rent ran out and we all just had to Go accept home. our losses. But and then what, you, you, the rent, someone just came one day. Sorry, well, guys. Well, we were in touch with the landlord. The landlord was like, when's the rent getting? We were oh. like, we don't know where he's got, you know, it just ended like literally like that. Whoa. So we all just went back to our normal jobs and, and hated it. Shit. Um, Jeez. But so, yeah, he, he turned up years later in um i think spain or something like that of course that. he and did he, yeah and he was uh he was doing some dodgy so he actually is in prison now but you think yeah, you wow. didn't get back in touch he was like hey you well, want to fund know, that project i visited him once <laughs> thinking, or twice. Of starting a, <laughs> thinking of starting a studio up <laughs> yeah. i should have done i missed the trick um so yeah did that but then i i, I then did all my solo stuff and that's where i met lawrence actually yeah right. and i was actually went to a company similar to this mm. this is why it came to light um, it was similar, just nowhere near as good and a bit odd. Right, okay. um, and then, yeah, just did a bit of a solo career and met Daniel Benefield. He then got me a, a meeting with his label at the time, Polydor. Is yeah. he nice? He's lovely. I had three or four meetings there. I was going to get signed. Yeah. And then my manager, who he'll know he was at the time, didn't call him when he was supposed to have called him <gasps> on Monday morning. Then he flew off. Yeah, and that never that never quite went ahead anyway. But I think the moral of the story is, yeah, I, I did visit a place like this on, yeah. on my way, on my little journey. Right. And it gave me kind of the heads up to kind of actually do something that he was doing, but a lot better. Right. So that's where it came from. Right, okay. So Lawrence um, is a songwriter. He was. <laughs> um, no, he is. He yeah, is. He's going and, somewhere. And then Alex, uh, who is also your partner. Yep. Singer, songwriter. Yeah. She produces, produces stuff like that. Yeah. So what? What? Why this? 
Why, why the three of you? Well, because I was actually working for Lawrence at the time mm-hmm. uh, at a place called Major Music, back a good few years now. And I mm-hmm. then decided to go off and do my do it myself, not for any other reasons, but I wanted to do it on my own. And opened up Chart House Music in Portsmouth. Yep. And then with along with that, I took Alex and me and Alex actually opened it together. And then we were doing well. And then we branched back to London where we met Lawrence and he left his company and joined us. So, you have this cool oh. place. Yeah, yeah, we have this cool place. Which yeah. is... So that I was going to ask you, like, I was going to ask you why artist development. But you've already you've already said Cause yeah. it's weird how you go to studios. And I, I have this from clients as well that when I'm working here that are like, mm. You know, it's it was it's mad to to let me rephrase that. They say it's it's crazy that there aren't more places like this, like well, more artist development. Well, there are, there are there are, but honestly, as anyone probably knows, who's been in the industry a while, the amount of sharks that are out there, and and, and I yeah. say I don't say that lightly. They're like there are some badass people out there that will just take your money, rip you off. And leave you feeling what the fuck. Yeah. And I think that is one of the ethoses that we wanted to bring here. You know, it's it, nothing's ever perfect. There's always room for improvement. You know, at what we do. But I think the main thing is when people come to us, they at least feel safe. They feel safe that we're not ripping them off. They feel safe that they're getting the services they're paid for. And there are so many places I won't name them, but uh, <laughs> I could name them, but I won't. And, um, yeah, and they are, you know, they really will rip you off with yeah. no integrity whatsoever. Well, I think it's good for people because unless you've like, because obviously people you choose different routes to get to the point that they want with their artistry. So yeah. for example, we went to university. Someone will try and do it alone DIY in their yeah. bedroom and learn on YouTube. And some people will come to places like this. Mm-hmm. But with uni, I feel like we basically went through a three year development course and paid like 50 grand for it. Yeah. So... <laughs> Doing something like this is probably a bit more, more worthwhile than that. Yeah, Jesus. <laughs> I, see, I always have this argument with uni. I don't know, and this is why, because mm-hmm. like, as, maybe as you'll know, when we're looking for producers, we put an ad out, and obviously all these people go through uni, and we get inundated by producers just left uni or at uni that are looking to get a job, you know, doing what you're doing, Alex, or what yeah. we're all doing here. Yeah. And I have to say... They are shit. Yeah. <laughs> no, honestly, they are, not, they are shit. You know what the weird thing I find with that is? A lot of these people who are coming out of uni, they will see an advert that says producer and they think, and this is what, this is what I mean about the fact that it's hard to find a lot of these sort of places mm-hmm. that do artist development mm-hmm. is because they'll see an, uh, an advert that says producer and 99 or 90% of the time they'll be right that that just means a guy to sit behind a console and engineer something. Yes. So they'll come and be like, um, say they come and find you mm-hmm. and they, that's not really what they mean. And they're like, and you're like, okay, cool. Show me some of your songwriting, some of the, your, that's the it. Pro- they haven't got how a clue. You produce the track. Yeah. They're like, Oh, well here's some stuff I've, I've mixed. sort of done. And I mixed these or done guys. a remix of, or, yeah, or I engineered or, yeah. Uh, and I'm the complete opposite. If I went for a job and it was an engineer's job, I would be as, as shit as they are at coming in and I doing think, I think people forget how many aspects there are to, to music. Like, yeah. you know, you're either, well, you're not either, but the, there's a producer, there's a mix engineer. You know, you can just have people that specialise in vocals, there's songwriting, there's mastering. So there's so many different categories yeah. in, in all these things that go into a studio. And I don't think, and, and, and above that, and maybe the most important, is people that are good with people mm. and can understand people because yeah, there's nothing worse than being in a studio with some fucking idiot that just doesn't get it and doesn't care to get it. He just yeah. does his job, now fuck off. Yeah. You know, it's completely... There's a certain level of uh, robotics that go in with a lot of producers yeah. as well, where they just are like a machine and you're like, I want um, 
a pop song and they'll just be like they'll just program pop yeah. song in their head yeah. and be like making yeah, pop it. song now and apart from apart from them being there being so many different parts to breaking down the actual making mm-hmm. of a song the producer role you can actually break that down into yeah. being so many different things and like categories yeah and there's, there's no specific thing that a producer see, does that's <laughs> the difference see i always think if you walk into any studio there's a guy that you know in there in his room or wherever runs it and you're paying your 30 40 pound an hour whatever it is yeah you have no idea what genre they are good in. Yeah. Like, this is it, you know, and then you expect to walk out with some jazz when he does R&B or hip-hop, you know, which yeah. wouldn't happen, possibly, maybe he does, but he doesn't. So I yeah. just think in a place like this, where we've got many in, many producers in-house, like, it's like if someone wants a sound like Alex does, I know, great, you know, I've got just a guy. Or yeah. someone wants this, I've got just a guy. Yeah, yeah, that's cool. They're having that, like, that, because ch- we're all freelance out of yeah. Sappho. Yeah. And, and having that, um, the options for you is great. The freedom yeah. for us is great yeah. because it's there's not like nine to five. You're producing whoever the fuck we yeah. tell you you're producing yeah. today. It's a it's a it's a real like open community. Mm-hmm. And when you go to a lot of these other studios that aren't artist development things, or maybe some of the ones that you were thinking of before yeah. that are, they're either like you say rip off merchants, mm-hmm. or they maybe they're not rip off merchants, but they are literally there to clock in and clock out, yeah. and they don't care about the development of you as an artist. Hundred percent. But going back to the university, you two obviously went through university, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. So. It, uh, for me, it's the sort of thing that just like it's so mechanical in a weird way that everyone gets taught exactly the same way. I'm sure there's going to be t- more talented people and not, but I just think like everything's coming out exactly the same. Like yeah. what, what the CVs that we get sent are all identical. Really? It's like you get told how to. This is your CV. This is it. Put this on, and honestly, there's no. Like literally, I've got back to so many of them. Hi, can you just send me a song you've written, recorded vocals to? This is the most important thing. Yeah. None of them record vocals. Yeah. Um, oh, really? None of them. They either take vocals and they'll mix them from a track and remix them. Or I had one guy send me some sort of recording he had done on a road. Sorry about traffic. that. Sorry about that. No. Well, <laughs> <laughs> you should have known better, eh? <laughs> Honestly, he was telling me how well he'd recorded this road traffic noise and stuff. <laughs> and this isn't a joke, you know, I, and there's more like that, you okay. know, and... You just, it's like, but when you ask someone, send me a song you've written, produced and recorded yourself. Yeah. They can't do it. No. They cannot do it. And like, as I think record, somebody who's recorded <laughs> vocals is like a big tell as well. Cause That's it, it's yes. such a big tell. That's it. Being able to record really a good vocal. And, and from me being on the other side of it as well, I know, I can tell as well when somebody instantly, knows what they're doing with the vocal. You instantly know the caliber of someone when you hear their vocal production. Yeah. And I, you know, I know I'm not saying that wrong, Alex, you know, because you can really tell the caliber yeah. of someone because that isn't something you can program. That's something that takes skill, you know, good ear, and it actually shows that it takes a lot of people skills as well. 100%. That's something that I've learned from working, working with Shell. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Holy shit. I've learned, I've learned those skills and then been had them beaten out of me and then beaten back into yeah. me a few times with Shell. Yeah. yeah. But like with working here, that's something that really I I really uh developed. Yeah. I hope had to um, develop. <laughs> yeah, well just just that kind of thing of like you know, being like okay, n- another take. Yeah, you know, and, and and they go, is that okay? And you being tuition because if when me and Shell worked together, right? If you mm. sang something to me, yeah, and it was out of tune or it was out of time, yeah, or whatever it was, and you said, what do you think of that? And I, I would literally be like, no, we're doing that again, and it wasn't good. Yeah, and we're, that's just sort of how we work. Yeah, and yeah. that not, doesn't always work for you, but then but you here, I'm not doing that. No. I'm not turning to someone who is paying for my time. Yeah, and 
I've never met before. No. And then being like, no, that wasn't good. We're doing it again. You know, I've had to develop that vocab to be like. Yeah, the way to say it. Yeah. And how yeah. to get the best out. And also, isn't it the worst when you have someone sing something and you sort of go, oh, I know this isn't going to get any fucking better. Like, <laughs> I know it's not going to get any better. However, I can't just take this first take. So you have to sometimes sit there and be like, right, well. Let's just do that 30 <laughs> more times and then you piece each syllable. But I've got really bad. I've got really lazy, right? So what I do, because I'm not going to blow my own trumpet, but I'm very good at editing vocals. And You're a good vocal sound. producer. I'll yeah, say it. No, because yeah. I, I, I love it. Because I was always a singer and I always craved that sound. I, I craved it myself, that finished product sound mm -hmm. of a vocal. Yeah. I crave it. Always have, still do to this day. And because of that, I used to get loads of takes over and over and over and over. Then I found tuning. So then I started, <laughs> you know, then I found Melodyne or Autotune. Yeah. And I started tuning things, obviously manually. And then, yeah, and now I am very lazy. I'll get, I'll get good vocals even though they haven't done good vocals. Yeah. Um, which is because I don't have the patience anymore to go over and over and over stuff. All the time. People are paying for... So yeah, amount of hours here and you don't want to spend thing, no. the time thing is the main issue especially here yeah but i always find that anyway if if i'm if i'm st like sat there for about an hour doing the same line over and over and over again i can guarantee that it gets worse one of the worse. no what one of the, yeah one of the it'll be one of the first five takes 100 because your energy your energy drops yeah always and you you always end up going back and re-listen with fresh ears and go oh actually you should have just taken that third yeah. that third one it's actually good but you always think you can do it better yeah this is something for vocalists they always think they can do it better and sometimes they can but very rarely the energy that's what you look for as a vocal producer yeah, yeah the, the energy, energy in the yeah. vocal the yeah. way it's delivered yeah you can sort the tuning you can sort the timing if mm -hmm. there's a if there's a a note that's a bit like unfixable in post yeah, yeah. then I'll be like okay we have to re, re, have to re do it, it. But if, there's, if, if, if it's if it's a great performance great energy great I don't know personality whatever you yeah. want to describe it as and they just they're flat on these but they're very defined notes yeah then fuck it's it fine. yeah 100% I always when, when I go in to record vocals with him I'm always like let me sing the whole song, song through start to finish like once yeah. or twice mm -hmm. firstly just get into it but secondly Sometimes that's where like the magic happens. Yeah, and you get little little, yeah. little, little nuggets because you there. didn't mean to do something because you you've, you're performing the story from start to finish. Like 100%. you would in a gig, so you're like given that energy like you would in a gig, and that's where you get those magic moments. It's weird yeah. you said story because I always say to people, delivering a vocal, you're telling a story. Mm -hmm. Like you wouldn't tell a story if I was telling you a story now. I wouldn't just go and yeah, this uh, thing came along. And <laughs> yeah, you have to <laughs> deliver certain points to make them matter. Yeah. And yeah. Yeah, yeah, it's a bit like this, yes. really. <laughs> let's talk. Let's talk the rest of the podcast, just, yeah. just like this, and see if anyone listens. Because <laughs> you're going, it's the same. They're not yeah. going to listen if you don't deliver a story yeah. in the right way. And yeah. I just think people think I've got a great voice. So I'll just come in and sing. And but I think well, it's, you're well off. I think it's because of that. <laughs> <laughs> I think it's because of that element of like storytelling that you have to you guys have to be super sensitive with vocalists because we get in a room and you'll know from doing it you get in a room and you if you do get to the point where you have to give this amazing performance you do get quite raw so it only takes for someone to be a slight dickhead for you to just be like that's it i'm gone yeah that's it. i can't yeah 100 my whole confidence is completely shattered it's like saying to a football player before they go out on a field like you're dead shit and you're you, going to lose today. You, you run mean? a bit funny. Yeah. And then they're running like, <laughs> yeah. what the, what's like wrong Phoebe with you? Yeah. 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 
Yeah. Friends always get yeah. some mention. It on does, the podcast. doesn't it? it does. But they, they, they um, have right. to go out like eat, like any anything like that. Even athletes have to go out with a sense of confidence and air around them. Yeah. And I feel yeah. like See, that's the job of a producer to do but that. I'm exceptionally brutal and rude. Like I really? Really, yeah, I am. But I, I somehow can get away with it. And I don't understand how because literally I will just go, no, that was shit. Like that, and I will say it like that. <laughs> I do it all the time. Well, that's what I would do with her. Even yeah. to even to thirteen year olds, that was shit. Do it again. <laughs> and it's their, par- and their parents are in the room, mate. and they're just like, yeah, it was a bit shit. Yeah, it was a bit. Like, <laughs> they, they always, they go always along, yeah, like, they go along with it. Up. But it's how it's how you deliver it. And I think you yeah, can, you can say what you like if you say something the right way. Mm. Yeah, you know, yeah. It, it means the same. That's the thing. I think it's probably better to say and saying to someone that was shit do that again instead of saying to someone oh we're, we're just gonna try that just gonna try it again and then on the next day you go we're just gonna try it again yeah and, and then you're there yeah. like what the fuck am i doing wrong and then yeah you just, yeah you're doing that as a, a person in your mid-20s who's been singing and working in bands for ages so mm. you're if they're going if they're going oh we're just gonna try that again you, after the third or fourth time you're you, you're just like you oh, know, give it to me you're like fuck's sake what well, yeah like, obviously I'm tell not. me what's wrong yeah but, People who are 13, 14, whatever, are just starting out, do they know that? Do they yeah, get that? Or would they rather the, the, the your shit? I feel like, <laughs> I feel like you're more again. sensitive to it then because when I first started, I was like super sensitive to en- like See, this is the problem. anything the producer some people, was doing. Some people are sensitive. And I will say, with the first producer you start working with, mm-hmm. and it's such a weird thing, it's like taking someone's virginity. It's like, <laughs> not, as, not as sexy. Well, it is sexy. It depends how old you are. But I think it's, <laughs> it's more like um, when you start working with that producer for the first time, that really sticks in your head for the rest. If you work yeah. that, it sticks in your head for a long, long time and yeah. you work the way they work. Mm-hmm. And that, cause that's the only way you know how to work. So when you start moving around, you're always like that nostalgia of, Oh, I wish I was with him. Cause he got it, how to do it. Mm-hmm. And that, that's a massive thing. I work the same way as the producer. I still do. Really? Oh, uh, you know, I've got better than him now. So I sort of, <laughs> I sort of push him to the side, but no, I, I, yeah, sticks in your head hugely. See, I have the opposite. I felt like I spent, like my uh, the whole of my teenage life or for however long I was singing of that time like looking for somebody who felt right so when I first did like vocals with someone I walked out being like mm, didn't like that and the next person I'd be like oh, I didn't get that I didn't it didn't feel right the next one I was same 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 and that was up until we were recording in Liverpool with Alec and those guys, Alec Esco, yeah, and it was Tim. being it was being in with Esco, and he's a vocalist himself, and he was just like he was quite harsh to be honest, probably similar to what yeah. you were like, and he, yeah. he had me doing it again, but also at the same time filling me with confidence, yeah. and I walked That's out it. of that, and that was the first time that I was, was like, holy shit, yeah, yeah. that was and incredible. Was that, was that in the tracking process of actually recording the vocals, yeah. or was it after hearing what he had done post? When no, that was tracking. That was tracking. So that, that was in was, the room whilst I was singing. That was breakline music, wasn't it? Yeah, who yeah, we yeah. may chat to at some point on the podcast, and that was our first time with Delia of being like, okay, we're trying a new sound and these guys get what we're trying what to you're do. Gonna, what you're trying to get. And it really helped develop it. We, we were working with a, a small label at the time. That wasn't the, uh, that was, uh, I'm not even going to be polite about it. That was fucking awful. It mm. was dreadful. But um, they were, they were the guys that got us in through the door with those because we couldn't afford to work with them. Even though we were mates with them, you know, they had, they had bills to pay. So sure. that was, so Alec is, He's uh, he's at Sort Rehearsal Rooms, which you'll have um, hit his new it's, setup. Where's he from? Across. South Africa. I saw him in there. Yeah. yeah. So he was producing and a, with a guy called Tim Hoover, who, who I don't think he works with anymore. And then a guy called Julian, who goes by the artist name Esco Williams. Um, he was doing the vocal tracking with you, wasn't he? So he wasn't yeah. recording the, the vocals. No, he was he there was purely there. to like... 
wow. sort of vocals out. Just to be like, we, we did like a big fucking choiry harmony thing and then sing it a bit more like this. Okay. Bit, and he, like, I, I ain't a singer. Like, I used to sing in my old bands because no one else would sing. And then he when I got to Alex uni. He made sound like... Good. Know. He made me sound he good. He made him sound amazing. Let's not I'm, 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 I'm feeling slightly jealous at the minute. Oh, no, no, I, I am. Oh. I, I'm almost going to leave. <laughs> <laughs> and that was Chris well, I was, from. <laughs> thanks very much, guys. Cheers. No, I like. Well, to be fair, when you said before that you you spent so long doing that, I was like, we'll have to get in with Chris and do some vocals yeah, sometime. Yeah, you should. We yeah, should. You should. Yeah. Well, I was talking to you about mixes and stuff the other yeah. night, wasn't I? Because um, mm. that's a uh, that's another bow to your string, isn't it? Mm. But how going back to um. It, this 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 has made me inquisitive. Sorry, string to your bow. String, string to your bow. bow. <laughs> I was going to correct you, but I didn't want to let you let you like right, I just know that I've got a <laughs> on mate your own podcast. A mate listening to it when I said that pulled that pulled a face that was probably like mm. yeah. And then <laughs> he doesn't have a bow to your <laughs> string. You only need another sixteen. <laughs> um, so you went from essentially artist yeah. to taking the front role. Yeah. To go and to produce out, which is very much taking the behind the scenes role. Well, I got signed as a writer like... actually first. Did I got you? signed to a major as a as a songwriter. Right. Um, peer music. Um, so weirdly, a lot of people don't know peer music, but mm. they're the largest independent in the world. They had people like Steve Mack, oh, cool. you know, which yeah. writes everything to mm -hmm. Susan Boyd. Yeah, like they're a huge publishing company. But yeah, I got signed as a writer before I was a producer. Mm. So at the time, my production wasn't up to scratch. Well, even still, I guess the writing role essentially is yeah. behind the scenes, isn't it? It's not the yeah, actual performance face of it. No. And I like that for a lot of performers that would be like a you know you'd have to take that in and be like okay I know okay we've got to take a back seat now but that's like, what karaoke's for <laughs> <laughs> that's what karaoke's for that's why I go 15 times a week <laughs> just to get that just out of your system <laughs> you yeah. go in dead unsuspecting like oh I'm not I'm not very good I'm, I'm not still I'm, st I'm still pulling them old mums <laughs> putting putting money down on the table Putting on like a fake fake was pair of glasses. Was that you singing love? <laughs> yeah, fake, that was that was me. Yeah. Fake pair of glasses at the bar. But you're ten of this next guy's shit. All right, yeah, you're down. Take the glasses off. What you get? <laughs> Should do that. <laughs> Should do it. Um, yeah, it's hard to accept that. Is it? Sometimes when you see other people and you just know you're better. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, honestly, I'm not like that at all. I don't actually. I don't do that. But I do miss the. I do miss. I'm very good at winging things, mm. even though I'm not necessarily the back and wing things quite. So, like on stage, I do feel comfortable. I'm, I am very, you know, like comfortable kind of thing. But, mm. like, and when I do see people on stage, yeah, you do get that nostalgia, that kind of like, oh, I want to do that again. Yeah. yeah. I get that with people now. And I'm still, I still love playing live with, with these guys. But I look back at some of the old rock stuff that I was used to be in, and it's all like manic on stage. And Is I look it? back and I go, oh, I used to love doing that. And so I suppose you never, yeah. you never lose yeah, that first. Because no, that was my first, like, love, I suppose. That really? first thing that, you know, captured your imagination. So maybe it's just something to do with that. It is a buzz. It but is, I don't it? mind, honestly, I don't mind now working no. behind, behind at all. It's not something I'm bitter about. No, I'm I not... feel like it's a mindset that you probably develop into. Yeah, completely. I think a lot of people will. A lot of people I... do. A lot of singers end up. Yeah, coming into Sappho, I don't think you come in and you go, oh, these people are just people that, you know, are bitter about everything. No. And are just, you know, it feels like a real community. Yeah. Everyone's excited to help. Alex yeah. is always super enthusiastic when yeah, I'm in sessions with I her. I don't know where she finds her energy. You're enthusiastic <laughs> to the client. I have never been in a session with no. you one-on-one -on -one writing, producing together, but, excuse me, she was, uh, you're always enthusiastic mm. to the clients, Lawrence's. It always feels like people are just happy to be developing people rather than, ah. Oh, we better do this now because... I know, but I, yeah, I do see people that are just so high energy and have so much energy for people. So I'm terrible with small talk. <laughs> really? <laughs> Thanks for the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> no, but I, yeah, I think 
waste I'm so bad with wasted energy like and I, I uh. say that so horribly but like it this is why I never say hello to my neighbours. Because once you said hello to your neighbours, you've got to fucking speak to me every time you see the fuckers. And it's just like, oh, I haven't got energy for you today, Margaret. Yeah. <laughs> you had a neighbour in here before, didn't you? No, you wish she was down the road. Uh, yeah, go on. And that, that was my fault. She's one of your artists you're developing. Yeah, she is, yeah. yeah. Oh, She's she 84. Was so sweet. How old? How old? 84. 84. Yes. Just letting you know, everyone, no one's too old. Yeah. <laughs> oh, we made a vocal sound. <laughs> Fucking horrendous. <laughs> She's like, well, I'm cleaning windows and you're yeah. like, auto-tuning I'd in. love to be a fly on the wall in your sessions. But so, do you have energy for people then? Oh, Shell's so good at talking to people. Really? It's disgusting. I'm good at blagging it. I really am. But on the tube and stuff? I can do if I need to, but I get home and I am exhausted. It's normally when I'm in like social situations. I'm very good. I was always very good at being a social butterfly. I'm okay in a social circumstance, you know, situation if there's more than, like the whole emphasis isn't on you all the time. Yeah. Because then yeah. I can just come in with little one-liners here yeah, and there and fuck yeah. off again. Yeah. But having to actually maintain <laughs> that one-on-one conversation. One-on-one conversation about absolute shit. I don't care what she had for breakfast. Yeah, I'm quite good at yeah, blagging it right. for a while. Um, yeah. Before, go on. No, no, I was going to say. No, go on. No, that no, was you, it. After go you. on, show. I, will, after well, you, I, I, was, I think I'm going to say what he was going to say. No, you go. Yeah, go oh on, Oh my God. Um, talking about uh, pet peeves before, mm. we've got a little a little segment for you. Oh, Sorry, a can you pronounce segment. it correctly? A little smegment. I'm glad you had that reaction. Someone yeah. asked, someone's. I laughed at the shittest thing. It was due a reaction. We've got one. What, you want me to move on to this segment right now? Yeah. 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 All right, cool. Did you do well by Oasis? Why don't you just go on the air? Is there any chance you can sound more like you said? What's your plan B? Plan B. Plan B. Oh. 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 So this segment is called What's Jack Gonna Do When He's Finished With The Drums? And it's... Um, <laughs> Your face. <laughs> you look so scared. And it's based around a friend of ours, our old drummer, Ooh. used to live with in uni. Uh, his grandparents, whenever he's, they're on the phone to his parents, Ooh. you'll hear them ask. Uh, and he's an amazing drummer, by the way. Amazing drummer. He's not like wasting his time. And he'll hear, they'll hear, like always it. hear them ask. You'll <laughs> be like, so what's Jack going to do when he's finished with the drums? Oh, right, okay. Because they just don't get it. And he's that, always rolling right. his eyes at it. So in that little jingle, we've got things like... When we do um, the occasional like little acoustic gig or whatever, they're like, do you know any Oasis? And like, oh, fuck off. <laughs> the and, and then, or like, you know, Shell gets a lot of people being like, oh, why don't you just go on the X Factor? Oh, and fuck yeah. off. Uh, all that kind of shit. Or there's a photographer friend of ours who says, oh, he hates it when he sends someone a photo that you've edited perfectly and it looks amazing yeah. and they stick an Instagram filter over it. <sighs> so okay. is I've got one for this week. Okay, go on. Is there anything? No, I want you to go first. Okay. Yeah. Mine, I'm going to tailor it to production since okay. we're here. All right, all right. Mine is, so you're working away. You've got a vocal. It might not be the best vocal. Mm. It might not be the worst vocal. But you stick auto-tune on it mm. because I ain't got time to melodyne that Shuffle. shit right now. Yeah. And they turn around and they're like, they see auto, the word auto-tune yeah. on the computer screen. Mm-hmm. And they're like, I, I don't, I'm not really a fan of like auto-tune and stuff like that. I don't want, I don't want to sound too robot-y. And, to, and you're like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. oh, I can't. And I and you, I always turn around and say this. Like, oh, it gives it like that top layer, that like sheen over the top of the yeah. vocal. But also, sometimes I'm just tuning your vocal. Like, yeah, yeah, there's yeah. nothing wrong with it. Beyonce gets a fucking vocal uh, yeah. tuned. Yeah, that's what I never understand. Everybody's tuned. 
Yeah. Right, yeah. I'm, that's, I'm, that's pet peeve When mine. I first started, though, I was very, I was a massive culprit of seeing someone putting auto-tune on and being like, oh, does it need to be auto-tuned? And then being like, no. People, people are scared of it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, They're absolutely. scared of it. But they don't realise that you won't hear it. It actually sort of holds your vocal in kind yeah. of a nice little, like, pocket of... of yeah, it was only when um, someone explain a producer explained that to me, and I was like, ah. Oh, and there's nothing okay. wrong with just tweaking a little no. note here and there if it needs it. But I now feel like sometimes with certain people, I will open auto tune before they come back into the control just to room. piss them off. <laughs> yeah. As they walk in, just keep it open. I can think of one person that I do that with. I'm sure you know who that is. But um, I, I would do it before they get back into the control room. Or if they've if they've gone the toilet because I don't I can't be bothered with the conversation, the conversation about yeah. auto tune. Well, the, the the weird thing is is that I used to kind of misconception. You know, that's not a word, but I'm going to use it because I like it. <laughs> misconception what uh, auto tune is. So I'm still using it. Yeah, and, yeah rock, um, rock with it. Rock yeah, with I'm, it. I'm I'm rolling. And yeah, the the <laughs> thing is, the thing about it is is. The auto-tune, there's two types of auto-tune. Mm. Yes, it's the same plugin, but auto-tune is either the put it on and leave it on and you're going to get that maybe slight robotic sound. If it's on a bit harsh, you might get it. If the vocal's pretty good, you barely hear it. And the other one is obviously the tuning in auto-tune, which is the graph tuner. I don't know, mm. do you use that? Right, okay, so no. here's the thing. When people say I've tuned it mm. with auto-tune, now in auto-tune, there's a graph, just like Melodyne. Oh, the graph, sorry. Graph. I thought- I'm sorry, I didn't yeah, say it your way. Graph. graph, right there, the graph. I thought you were saying graft. Like, graph. like you've got the a graft, graft to yeah. do it. Sorry, so the graft tune, tuning. Yeah, yes, so tuning, actually, actually manually tuning things of auto-tune, yep. you're not going to hear the tuning at all. Mm. And in fact, I sort of prefer it over Melodyne. It takes slightly longer, but for riffs, if you're a riffer, you know, and then you put this, if you tune that of auto-tune, I'm you're going to get use, a much better... I'm using that as a jingle, by the way. What? <laughs> yeah, you're going to get a better, better sound. Yeah, yeah. So I, I, I fully understand your peeve. Anyone else got a peeve? I've got a peeve that you've just made me think of mm-hmm. when you've talked about riffing yeah is I, that know. It's, it's I know it's just going to be riffing yeah oh, I, <laughs> riffing general, in general I, I, if I, you riff you're a cunt yeah yeah to be fair <laughs> i am one of them people i hate people who riff it really really stresses me out i don't mind it when it's tasteful and it's in the right spot and it yeah. needs it yes but over but when oh. it when it when when it's more than like four or five notes you need to go and get yourself fucked up right well here <laughs> is that genuinely your pet peeve no yeah no. but she's right no, no right. not just that it, it's my pet peeve links to it in the way that when you'll hear like a vocalist listen to another vocalist mm. and they'll be like, oh yeah, yeah, they're good. And then as soon as they do some like crazy riff, they'll be like, oh my God, they're amazing. And right. I'm like, oh, yeah. listen, no, the vocals should be more about tone and delivery rather than riffs. But, and yeah, the riff thing. Yeah. Like if, here's the funny thing, all you riffers, right? <laughs> oh, <laughs> no, no, here we go. Listen to a Beyonce, right, one of the best riffs in the world, but let's say Beyonce, yeah. okay? Go and listen to a Beyonce track and I can guarantee you in 95% of the song, there's not one riff. They're very yeah. straight notes because she's delivering the song how it should be. And then maybe at the end, you'll get a few little bits here and there. Mm-hmm. But the, all the songs, they're, they're very, very cleanly delivered. Yeah. Pop mm-hmm. songs are very cleanly delivered. I'm not talking like a big ballad of chicken george or whatever but you know what i mean like it's they're they're sung so cleanly yeah i don't know where people get this idea that and when there's a riff. riff in there it's like it becomes part of the actual song yeah. itself you yeah. know it becomes a, a separate fucking instrument and yeah. people remember that bit of the true. song you know what true. i find weird with riffing is it doesn't bother me in the say i don't get me wrong it gets on my tits if it's too much yeah. but it, like if it's amazing i am one of these people that's like that's amazing yeah you do sort of Holy, but you then do melt you do bit. get people that do it the right way and that's i think the time yeah that's when, that when it's yeah. yeah absolutely so so 
with with what I'm a mishmash. Um, yes. Well done. Yep. Audio feature. Well played. The um is the it, it's the kind of like it's the riff that's not anywhere near any note <laughs> in that scale, <laughs> right? You know. It's basically like where, where, where Melodyne even tells you to fuck yeah, off. Yeah, yeah. It's looking at you, and it's yeah. just got a guy on the yeah. screen. It's like it's got, it's got an emoji. I have no idea. Yeah, I know. And 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 they riff, and they're doing it. And oh, bless him. when Melodyne tells you to fuck off, yeah. <laughs> that's true. But you see him on stage, and they got yeah. one finger in their ear, oh, and they're like, no. and they're like, no, there's so many peeps happening right now. Like, and you're like, what just what just happened? And then you get people being like. Sm- oh, smashed it what? Oh, <laughs> that's oh. the you're worst like, you're not doing anything yeah. I could do that yeah uh, yeah so irritating <laughs> it really is I'm going to coin the phrase when Melodyne tells you to fuck yeah. off put that, the, <laughs> yeah. put that in the urban dictionary <laughs> stick that in the jingle um, yeah the other one for me is is people that sing over fucking everything in the car or, or, or something like that. Okay. I don't mind it. I know you're looking at me right now, Alex, like, yeah, I'll do that a little no, bit. No, 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 I'm just intrigued. No, I like, just know who your girlfriend is. Yes, I know. And she's <laughs> one of the reasons I'm saying this. And not just singing it, because I'll have a little hum to it, but I won't but take over the car's fun. volume level mm-hmm. with what I'm singing. And smash it out as if you're the oh, vocalist. And try and sing it even harder. I believe yeah. I can fly. Yeah, like, just... Let the song fuck it. If you want to have a little hum underneath, go for it. Yeah. If I can hear you, you're too fucking loud. <laughs> they start taking the harmonies. Yes, they start taking all the harmony parts and, oh, it's like carpool karaoke for cunts. Yeah, <laughs> yeah all right. Sorry. I enjoyed that. No, no, it's yeah. fine. Um, it's fine. Any, any other pet peeves? Yes, parents. Oh, okay. Oh, yeah, that, that must be a hard parents, one. Parents, yeah. parents, and I don't care what age you are, you've still got a parent and they're still a dick, right? <laughs> and it's true because... It, they are the most annoying people in history. They must yeah. get involved. But they're the people to, to blame for the riffers. Oh, they're really? the people to blame right. for all these people that think they're unbelievable and they're really not because who's telling them they're so good? Who's blowing smoke up their Who ass? Who is blowing smoke yeah, up their yeah, ass? Yeah, yeah. Intense parents. Intense people who are so invested in their kids' career. Oh, like they're like dance mums. Oh, for yeah. For the singing right, community. Yeah. I've never seen that programme where it's meant to be amazing. Oh, it's just... <laughs> Do you get that in other things that are not creative? Like, do you get like a mum going on yeah. to like a doctor's exam being like, <laughs> being like, got all your pencils, got your, yeah. you know, like, Or she no. walks into the surgery and goes, look how well he takes that heart out. <laughs> like, it's just. No, but you do get it with like lawyers and stuff, don't you? But you get it in more of like a sinister way. Like do the you? dad's like, you're going to be a fucking lawyer. Yeah, but that's at home, innit? That's more like abusive, innit? At home. That's yeah. like, yeah, you know, that's darker, innit? Yeah. Whereas we get them, we get it. <laughs> you get it first, huh? You like, yeah, I know what you mean. <laughs> There's nothing else to say, but yeah, I know what you mean. Yeah. Like, everyone's experienced the parents. Just intense. And uh, I get it. You're, you're invested in it, of course. Of course you are. you're invested in your, in your kids. I, and there are some parents that I've had of a couple of clients. Um, I like. I always find it better. It's, all, it's obviously always better when the, when the client's parents not there, or yeah. or they don't have a parent who is like that. You know, or yeah. got a, but parents are just as bad as some like managers and people. That oh, I call them mummagers. Yeah, yeah, they're, they're just as. Bad. I've had a session here and a, a couple of sessions where you know managers are there, hovering. Oh, and do you know what? They're they're hindering their kids' careers and so badly because yeah. you organise a meeting with a manager or something, and they don't like your parents. You're not you're a chance. Not a chance. Yeah, you and get why sad. is your parent there? You, you, yeah, well, listen. Get, get, and, and if yeah. So, yeah, but if they're young, yeah, well, you, yeah, but oh, sometimes, guidance, sometimes yeah. they're you know, I I know they have to be there, but just shut up. Yeah, like because 
yeah. you're you're hindering your child's career. Yeah. If you if if yeah if you can't be around someone's parents, they're never going to do anything for you. It's bad with parents when a, a, a kid or a or a not even a kid. Don't get me wrong. You know, parents come to perfectly legitimate artists. Yeah. Sessions. Um. And they come and they're like, oh, I did like it after last time's session. And I'm like, yeah, it sounded sick, didn't it? And they're like, but my mum sort of said that this bit oh. was a bit like uh, whatever. And my dad said that this bit. And you're like, okay, but what do you think? Yeah. But that, that goes for any age group. Honestly, even doesn't matter how old you are. You no. play it to your parents, you play it to your friends. And then if your friends don't like it, you instantly have this biggest error of doubt in your yeah. head about actually how good it is. And it's just, why is that? Yeah. And yeah. you, and then you genuinely don't like it after. Yeah, no, that's it. it without turns reason. You off. No. <laughs> do you play it to your friends and you guys finish a song? Do you, who, who, who are your player, player? You know, your people that you play it to. Like we have Ollie Nagy, who was on the uh, the podcast yeah. on episode two. You've met him. He's the, uh, mm-hmm. the Hungarian mm-hmm. vocalist. Yeah. We were in a band with him. Yeah, and so. so he really because we were in a band with him and me and him sang together. He knows my vocals really well. Mm. So even when he comes to gigs, I can see him in the crowd picking up on things I've just done and like so giggling is, or something. Is he so. the person that you respect? Because everyone's got yeah. that one person they play something to and they actually go, "Oh, I, I Out, need outside that. of the band." Yeah, you? yeah, yeah. Um, we were, yeah, Ollie I respect Ollie. Is. Um, Ollie's also very kind as well, though. Okay. So sometimes you need the, the arsehole to be like, yeah. that's shit. Yeah. Ben's pretty good. Ben, who's also on last week's podcast, and you've met him, I think, a couple of times. He came yeah, to like, maybe, Halloween yeah. and stuff, and he edited our videos and things like that, so he's been quite involved, mm-hmm. um, and he's a good musician, so you sort of take it. And he's he doesn't... I don't think it'd be... I don't think it'd be super harsh, but he wouldn't be... He's not, like, super light with us either. Mm. Yeah. But... Yeah, no. outside the band, is that kind of it? Yeah, we have a few people who are like very outside of the band who like they, like we're doing a, a thing with the Liverpool International Music Festival at the minute where we're yeah. part of their academy team. And the guy who runs that, we have like little listening sessions with him and that's good because it's easy, like a super outside person to have a view on it. So you feel like when you're getting his knowledge of the songs, it's super first hand and yeah. it's like... Super subjective. You can, yeah. yeah, super right. suggesting you tell you whether it's good or Sorry, bad. Sorry, super... No, no objective because no, okay. he's not thinking no, about we're us. Go, we're going with what you said the first time. Okay. <laughs> um, yeah, do you love it though when people send you a song and you actually haven't listened to it and then you see them and they go, oh, so what do you think? What do you think? I, my go-to answer is, I love the middle eight. <laughs> no, <laughs> I no. love the middle eight. And they're like, what oh, just... we didn't have a middle eight. <laughs> oh, you know what I mean? Oh yeah, yeah. I know the what you the, mean the bit after the second chorus. <laughs> Whatever that bit, whatever happened then. Where he's like, it's Quality. a purely experimental track. It doesn't oh, have a chorus. So it doesn't have a structure. Just such, <laughs> that's yeah. the bit I meant. The whole I was, I thought it was all just like a fifteen-minute middle eight. I, I, I meant, I meant the song. I like the song. Yeah. yeah, it's not great. Do you ever have that where you um you got friends who release stuff who are really really or, or, or support you when you do stuff and and then and then they release something or they do something and you kind of forget to like share it and like it and do well, just, stuff. I mean, just because you don't like it. It's no, probably, uh, it's you must get sent a lot of stuff to listen yeah, to though. Listen to this, listen to this, listen to this. A lot of stuff. Before before we finish this little segment, yeah. on like pet peeves and stuff, yeah. you mentioned producers sending in nightmare like like a, a nightmare CV. Yeah. Like a don't don't do like for a producer, that yeah. is a, a big don't. Don't no. send in this blanket stupid CV. No, with, don't. Yeah. Honestly. So for an artist uh-huh. who because to 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 work with Sappho, mm. you need to audition, right? Yeah. Or Emma, the A&R yeah. scout will go out and find you and we'll chat and meet and you have a, like listening sessions and it's a proper involved thing. You don't yeah. just turn up, pay your money yeah. and you get a song. Yeah. Are there any 
this is not just to uh, to get in to work with Sappho, know, but also yeah. just in the world. Are there any big don'ts? Yes, long drawn out emails. Okay. Nobody wants to hear your life story. Honestly, if there's a couple of things you're proud of, put them in. Emails, keep them short, keep them sweet. Do not honestly, because no one's going to read it if it's too long. I think you, you know, I think anyone knows that. And apparently, that comes back to a sensory thing when we were. I'm not going to tell you about it. Um, oh, that, no. sounds, really that sounds good. Well, when, when we were cavemen, it goes right back. Yeah. And a caveman couldn't concentrate on something for too long because yeah. of danger and things like that. So the, your brain is triggered that if you have to commit to actually concentrating on one thing too long, it's an uncomfortable feeling. Oh. So I get it, that. it goes back. So if you, see, if, if you see an email that's really long, you're not, you probably won't read it then. You'll probably think, oh, I'll read that I'll when read I'm in a bit of a time. safer space yeah. later. Yeah. Yeah. I never get yeah. round to doing it. And that's because the uncomfortable feeling of having to commit whilst there's other things going on around you. It's like a... That's mad. Yeah. That's but, cool. Yeah. I do that, to be fair. You'll see a certain email come in and you're on the tube and yeah, you're like, like I'm not reading that later. Yeah, you'll deal with it when later. I'm at my desk but unfortunately, if you're busy, later never comes. Yeah. So I would yeah. say keep emails quick, Brief. simple, Put your, put your material in there. End of the day, if your material's good, it's going to speak for itself. So yeah, never do a long or start telling your life story. Yeah. What about, so what about not just like emaily stuff? Mm. What about if you're just trying to be an artist in your own right? What is a big don't? A big fat don't. Well, don't bring your parents along. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> no, I think, let me think. What is a big fat no, no? Or. Because people have problems with the EPKs and stuff, don't they? Yeah, but or as well. On, on the flip side, if, yeah. what, if this is easier, what sticks out to you to make you sit sit up and listen to someone and go, oh. Uh, uh, listen, it's, it's the age old thing of originality, I think. Yeah. Originality is always going to stand out. In, in, a, in a saturated market, something has to stand out mm -hmm. and you just have to be that, that thing, unfortunately. Um, which isn't easy because some people don't have the confidence to stand out, but they might be amazing. And what yeah. I say to people like that is, you're fucked. <laughs> <laughs> so basically if somebody emails you with a demo and the subject line is a dickhead listen to this yeah. it's just the demo I, I would listen to it <laughs> you'd be like well, I would listen would. to it and I'll get back to them anyway honestly <laughs> it's fucking just just do it just be out there be a, you know you've got to be out there you've got to be I All mean right. yeah You'd that's... reply being like, nice one, not I bad. would. I'll, I'll reply to that. <laughs> yeah. I'll meet you away. next week. <laughs> yeah. So, but, but then we was, we've we talked on the podcast a couple of times about things that feel completely inauthentic <clears throat> or, or like forced. Yeah. So if you're trying to stand out. I know. I know. Forcing it can be. Do you know what? Like, this is the thing. I think people get so annoyed because I don't think there are, there are the right answers for people. I just no, think there isn't. so much of it is about luck. Uh, do you know what? The one biggie I would say that people have to do is network. Yeah. And I know people, like, I used to hear people say, oh, you need to network. And, and I never used to quite take it in. Like, I was like, yeah, but, you know, it is the most important thing. When I say network, I don't mean go and meet someone once. That's not networking. That's meeting. You see them again and again by the third or fourth because it's like you meet them for the first time it's like oh hi mate yeah I'm Chris I'm blah 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 yeah. alright well look I'll see you next time next time you go oh hello mate you know it's like mm -hmm. more yeah. the third time like, alright prick how's it going you know, <laughs> blah, and then you, you'll be out you know you go out for a drink with them, and then the yeah. time after that it's like right you fuck I need you for something you know and yeah. by that by that, <laughs> by that point you've made a relationship and yeah. that's networking absolutely yeah. you know and there are places that you can be doing that and I can take that bit of advice I'm so shit at that but they're the you're not much better, you know. No one's going to help you. We don't, you ne on a we first don't network that much. We, no. we no. should. We should. You're totally right. Yeah, you should. And, you it, should. and when, when we do do it, things. Sorry, when we poo it. Um, <laughs> if you say do do, do do, you, just, you can just yeah. shorten it. To you poo. Can, yeah, fine. Um, so when you poo it, you can 
see the difference in one oh, one it's thing. Just, it's just uh, it's their fake in it. It's no, but it doesn't yeah. have to yeah. be fake. No, I know, it I know. Does, honestly, I'm I, I'm good at it and shit at it at the same time because I don't think I'm networking. You're fucking <laughs> yeah. good at it. No, no but I don't, I, I don't That's see it as networking. Don't, Right. I literally He's will... genuinely making friends. He's I'm just going making out. friends. <laughs> just making a note of people's names and adding like... But the worst part is I'm not, tr- I'm not trying to make friends. So it actually, it, they seem to attract towards me because I'm not actually trying to yeah. sort of do that. Yeah. Um, Excuse me, can you just put your signature next to that name that says <laughs> Stephen number 99 just to confirm that you are now my friend? <laughs> <laughs> With a tick. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yeah, well, you're, to be fair, you're hard to um, not, like, gravitate towards in a, par- like, in a party or a room because you're so just like... But I can, I can be, you know, they'll, they'll, they'll love it or they hate it, you know, yeah, a lot okay. of people hate it and then I have to win them round again, which takes another two meetings, so, <laughs> you know, I'm on, I'm on meeting number five at this point, we've right. just got to a first name basis. Yeah, and you've apologised three yeah, times. Yeah, I've apologised three times, I didn't mean to insult your daughter. <laughs> but, yeah. All right, cool, network... Um, Network don't send long emails and yeah. don't listen to whatever Shit. Chris says and basically ignore <laughs> yeah. everything I'm saying yeah. okay right um, right final smegment final smegment no George Coleman here but do we do the jingle without him yeah go for it who the fuck is Peter Guy I don't even know that this final smegment is our mm-hmm. music smegment called uh, who the fuck is Peter Guy which is kind of where we got the name who the fuck is when, Peter when, when you move to Liverpool you do, you'll, you'll, you'll learn all about I'll it. get it with you'll him yeah. he's we'll a know. music reviewer that upset our drummer George once and so now George is wreaking revenge um, <laughs> through a very passive means where it's probably never going to even reach him passive aggressive <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, Shell what have you been listening to um, I'm going to pull out new what? or old by the way Chris. N- yeah anything Shell what have you been listening to I I I'm famous for not listening to music on this podcast, so I'm always like, oh, I don't know, fucking, Me too. fucking yeah, Fleetwood Mac on, and yeah, yeah. whatever. <laughs> yeah. Um, now 64. However, Alex saved me before and reminded me that Florence had just released two singles. Stole one of mine. I did, I did. Tough, I did. think your own, Alex. And, you know, that's kind of well we're living in at the minute, so, you know, it's tough. But, so she just released two new singles. Yeah. I have to say, on first listen, they didn't pull me in. No, you're crazy. However, Florence very rarely does pull me in on a first listen, so I would suggest giving them more than one listen, as I do with all of her mm. albums, because I feel like she is definitely an artist that needs a second listen. You're crazy. The first one off that double track is great. The first one is the one that I thought was boring. The no. second one, the Haunted haunted House one, that no, was the one that, that I enjoyed. One not listen to that one That's yet. good. That's <clears> just <throat> like a two-minute... So this is a it's called the track. moderation single, but it's actually like an A and a B side, right? Yeah, not a fan of the moderation one. Okay, so the B side on that, whatever yeah, that's called. Yeah, I'm up for the B I'll, side. Uh, I'll find that out now. The I'm Haunted House, I think it's called. Or The Haunted Heart. Yes. Yeah. One of the two. I can't chip in, I've no idea what you're talking about. It's all right. You, you know what Florence is like? She's just very like, she's like folky, but everything she sings sounds like a lullaby, so it's really nice. It's very Florence. It's, it's, it's very Florence, but the moderation one, just a bit like me. Yeah. Um. Anything else? Um, no, but I got told by one of your producers to go and listen to Radiohead in the winter because apparently they're, win- they're a winter band. And when he asked me how I was doing, I was oh, like, hang on. The album's not called In the Winter. No. Okay. No, I'm on about In the Winter, like listen physically. Oh, actually go In the Winter and listen <laughs> to it. In the Winter, yeah, because he was like, how are you? And I was like, not great to be honest. I woke up there. Listen, go when it's really fucking cold. Yeah. Right? <laughs> well, I thought it was a bit weird, but it makes sense. And he was like, as he was like, how are you? I was like, not great. You know, woke up and it was raining. I feel a bit down because it's, you know, down day. I feel like this during winter. And he was like, listen to Radiohead. Well, he didn't. He asked me a few other questions before then. And eventually we came to the conclusion that Radiohead's a winter band that you should listen to. Ah. Yeah. So try try it out if okay. you're um try it out. All right. 
if you're feeling like shit this winter, go <laughs> listen to Soul Radio. Oh, yeah, it'll make you feel way better. Yeah. If a random man comes and tells you that to uh, listen to something in a time of year, yeah. that's what we should do. Yeah. yeah. Um, shall I go? Do you want to go, Chris? Uh, yeah, you go. I'll go. Um, I've been listening to... <laughs> I'm not. I'm a, bit, I'm a bit weak this week. I'm usually quite good for this, but... Uh, Trent Reznor and Atticus Ross so Trent Reznor from Nine Inch Nails and Atticus Ross I have no idea where he's from but I was listening to all their film stuff they like redid John Carpenter's Halloween theme oh sick um, and they did the Gone Girl soundtrack I, I, that. That. I haven't had a proper listen um, but it on first it's all dark and cool and moody and shit like that um, sounds great and uh, so that got I, I got onto that because you'd bought me the Twin Peaks vinyl for the wrong one season three wasn't it so it's called like a limited event release or something and mm. it's just loads of artists that play at the end of each episode and there's a nine inch nails thing on that which got me into it but that twin peaks album uh, i think it is literally just called a limited event release or it turned event, out to a, be a really good wrong buy yeah limited event series that's it really good really good proper weird a big mixture of like 80s pop through to like dark stuff through to like blues country stuff really cool um and then the final thing is james blake's new album anyone listen to that no. uh, i've listened to you <clears throat> listening to it and it doesn't sound great um, <laughs> i think it's another another one from i think it was when we were with t that we started this pile um it's another one for the big steaming pile of meh yeah there's a lot what's going on what a ge- but he's a genius like he's a bona fide genius like he's amazing and uh, the album's just a load of trap yeah it feels like you know. everyone's what, falling actual, actual trap yeah like trap music you know really yeah <laughs> which is like <laughs> I feel like when an artist just goes to that it's like I'm doing this album to please my label yeah do you know what I mean yeah. as soon as I hear that I'm like oh bored does he have to do that though he's James Blake yeah of course he does of course he does yeah, Beyonce still has to do that. No, she definitely doesn't. He's James Blake, not James Blunt. Come on. <laughs> <laughs> so that's one for the steaming pile of meh. So go Ooh. and listen to that at your peril. Um, okay, Chris, anything? I was just sat here thinking. Do you know what? Anyone, anyone ever talks about music? I'm always like, God, you sound so cool with what you listen to, right. and I, I, I literally can never coin in on that i'm always the same backstreet boys yeah i mean like no it's so bad because i don't listen to music yeah okay like it's it's the weirdest thing because who does i'd, I'd love to i'd love to a producer to cut in comment or whatever it is to say i'm a producer i work on music all day long and then i go and home and listen to all it all i want to do is go <laughs> yeah. home and listen to music yeah like where are these people finding the time yeah or energy to listen to more music to be fair like, but i just <clears throat> i listen to a lot of music but you do, and I never, don't know how you find the energy. It's very, very rarely anything like what, what I'm you're producing. doing. No, very rarely. I'll, I, th- I think if I went through my recently added on iTunes uh, on Apple Music, I would find one, maybe two albums out of however many albums are in that recently added, like what twenty five, thirty. It's just... that sound like stuff that I do. Mm. Everything else is super weird, or it's like hip hop, or it's yeah. metal. Yeah, but yeah. only the car. I love the. Ra- but then yeah. do you know what? Right. Even having the radio on in the car. It's. I turn it off sometimes because I just want a bit Silence. of silence. Yeah. So like, what's your what's your favourite radio single at the moment? That you've so yeah, this is it. So like you lot are like yeah, Florence of a shit. Oh, there's a guy that I've never heard of. It must be cool though uh, that you're talking about. And right. I'm like, well, uh, look what you made me do. Was, which you see, you probably won't know because you're no, too I cool to I hear. I honestly it. don't know that. I don't. It's, Who is it's that? the Sam Smith new single. Sam Smith. Oh, okay. What's it called? Um, Strangers or Dancing with a Stranger or something like that. Dancing with. And I don't even know why because. 
I'm, I'm, I wouldn't say I'm a huge fan. It's just because that's what, I'll, or, or it's just sheer pop because yeah. I'm listening to Radio One or Capital or something like that. And I'm actually only really listening because I'm taking production ideas or I'm, I'm listening for things that maybe the normal person isn't. Yeah. Okay. yeah. But apart from that, honestly, I, I just don't. I, I, I've never seen a gig. Never yeah. seen. No, I've a never gig. seen like a. A big gig. Big gig. Oh, right, okay. Like, I've never been to a concert. Nuts. Whoa, that's mad. Yeah, I know, it's crazy, right? No, oh. but uh, you know what? I, I've, I've started coming to the, the stage and age as well where when people have things, I'm just like, that's not mine, you know, that's your thing and that's fine. I hate listening to songs with vocals in them. I don't listen to songs with vocals in them anymore. Yeah. Yeah, she's, so now she's a nightmare. I just listen to soundtracks. I can only listen wow. to soundtracks. Wow, is that a recent thing? Uh, as of the past maybe two or three years, yeah. Really? Yeah, I just don't like it. Can't yeah, but listen when to it you, day to day. When you do like something with vocals in it, you over listen to that yeah. thing with vocals. Like Christine like and the Queen. Milk the shit out of it. You know, Florence. Yeah. When something does have a good vocal, you. Yeah. Yeah. So for me. When the, something talks to me, I'm like in yeah. on it. See, for me, like the old school R&B gives me a hard on. Right. <laughs> and it does because like, literally I'm listening. <laughs> I, nice love, I love that kind of this real article, real singers. And. You know, people that listen to rock and stuff like that would be like, oh my God, the lyrics are so cheesy. Yeah. And, and, and yes, they are. <laughs> they all like have you. those voices. Yeah. They're all just like, oh. Yeah, yeah um, but it's so fucking good. All the hipsters, yeah, but I'm not really, li- I sort of am listening to the lyrics, but I'm listening to the riffs. Yeah. Right? And, and <laughs> the well-placed <laughs> riffs. And like, yeah, and honestly, it just, it gives me goosebumps every yeah. time. Like, so I love, I just love listening to, you know, the Boys to Men stuff and things like that. And um, Brian McKnight and, his voice just chills me. Yeah, yeah. So I am a sucker for stuff like that. And apart okay. from that, yeah, you know, 90s, 2000s, the sort of, the, what I call real pop songs, which is like, actually everyone oh, sure. was everyone was singing them. Yeah, like, <laughs> yeah. do you know what I mean? Like, you yeah. were Mario, singing these those, songs. Yeah. I don't care what music you listen to, you were singing Backstreet I think Boys. it says a lot about modern pop stuff now, though, that a lot of your hooks that you're going around singing stuck in your head yeah. aren't vocal choruses they're no. like some mad little like yeah like do you remember where are you now is it by yeah where are you now that i need yeah and the little yeah when you walk around just going you know you're not you every, every so often you'll sing that little where are you now part, yeah but then you know you're not singing a hooky chorus are you no so no. Uh, maybe yeah that's, that's yeah so I, I really i'm not it's a real pop you've been listening to real that but, should be a band name real pop but i'm not listening to it if you know what i mean i will listen i will put it on if i'm in that mood like before i go out everyone's like yeah they're putting on loads of stuff i'm putting on brian mcknight yeah. <laughs> you're like a dream come true and i'm like yeah <laughs> are we going out out tonight <laughs> it's sad but it's true <laughs> So well, on that's that, fine. That's fine. Yeah. On that magical high note, Ooh, we're going out. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I'll go and get the CD player. Yeah, with the kettle blaster. <laughs> CD player. <laughs> <laughs> I'll go get my tape deck. Got Let's no CDs to play in it. No, they're all tapes. Yeah. <laughs> all right. Well, thanks for coming on. Oh, Chris. you're so welcome. Yeah, thanks it was for having fun. Me. Thanks no, for having me. Very informative. Yeah, I hope so. Yeah, you know. it was. Yeah. Thanks for listening, guys. All right, thanks. See you soon. See you next week. Enjoy your faces. Oh, check what? out uh, sa- check out the show notes for <laughs> enjoy your faces. Check out the show notes for everything about Sappho Music Group and everything we've been talking about in the show. Yeah. Mhm. Cheers. Yeah. Good day. Good afternoon. Good afternoon. <laughs>